morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good day. <laughs> it's Raz. And uh, thank you for joining me for uh, this special edition of Cthulhu in Cairo. So as you may know, we have created a spinoff show entitled Operation Poltergeist. And this week, before we continue on with the regular crew, we wanted to offer everyone a sneak peek at this would be episode three already uh, that has been published and out there for people to listen to. And this is dealing with Sydney and the, the team that are brought together by the British government after the information that Sydney and Ella Walcott was able to give them regarding the Thule Society. And they are now trying to work sort of um, along parallel lines while the regular team in Cairo is trying to collect these items of power and you're going through their adventure. Uh, Operation Poltergeist will be about slamming hard the agents of the Thule Society and trying to disrupt them, giving the uh, the main group, our our Team A, as we like to call them, uh, a chance to fulfill their destinies and actually collect the items of power and stop this terrible ritual. This is Patreon exclusive, and we understand that. We wanted to give you, though, a chance to hear what's going on back there and hopefully, well, drum up some interest for it, right? We we love people listening to our shows. We really appreciate all you do. And the Patreon does help us so much uh, get the things we need. For instance, uh, some extra hardware and things that we're going to be using to bring our show over to YouTube. That's going to be coming out for the next couple of weeks. We're excited about that. So um, we thought that if we gave everybody a 30-minute sneak peek about that team and how good they are, and they really are. By episode three, they're already gelling. They're already coming into their own. You can this this little snippet that I've I've published for you today really gives you a chance to hear uh, new new voices and some new personalities, and they are some really good ones. I can't wait to do crossover shows in the future and things like that. But this is what we do, right? This is, we create these 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 stories and we make them for you, and we hope to share them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. The theme music, I'm sure, woke you up because it's not the original theme music from Cairo. So it's probably like, what is this? But uh, that's what we're doing today. So enjoy this sneak peek for free into our show. And don't forget, if you are interested in coming over and experiencing Operation Poltergeist and all of our background content, and there's quite a bit of it already, uh, solo adventures that tie into the Cairo storyline that help explain the characters and some of their nuances and personalities, um, all that stuff is right over there on Patreon, and you can start for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month says thank you for, to us. It lets us know that you really appreciate what we do. We appreciate that you do that. At the $3 level, you get all of our solo adventures for the characters from all of our shows, uh, and there are many of them. You get, uh, and also all the information and the special announcements that are coming up for about uh, Cthulhu and Cairo and the different members of our cast. At the $5 level, you get all of the $3 perks, Plus, you get access to Operation Poltergeist, the exclusive show that you're going to be hearing a clip about today. And at the $15 level, not only do you get everything before that, but you also get a chance to uh, schedule a game to be run for you and your group up to five over the internet, and I would be your keeper. So if that's of interest to you, we hope that, you're, uh, that you'd be willing to do that. There's a lot of things you can choose from, but any help you give us is really, truly, truly appreciated. So I've said enough. That's a three-minute plug. That's more than taking up enough of your time. Sit back and relax, and I hope you really enjoy this sneak preview of Operation Poltergeist. Welcome back, patrons, to another episode of The Bardic College Presents Operation Poltergeist. Well, you're here, and we're so happy you are, because this is going to be – we're going to be recording several of them today and releasing them to you over our schedule of every other week. But I'm joined by the whole team, which is always exciting. And, uh, well, what can we say? They're, uh, they found out exactly why it's called Operation Poltergeist. Because our man Sidney Poulter has uh, come back from a harrowing experience on the side of the cliffs in uh, India, uh, by the border of Nepal, 
and has made his way back into England to be debriefed and form a crew that is supposed to do some research and find out more about the Thule or Thule Society. And in doing so, they have gathered a team together. I'm going to let the players introduce their characters to you again, uh, just because we do this about once a month. And uh, it's nice just when first time in the shows just to hear their voices come up again and kind of let you know who they are. So from we with our with our Falloways and Calloways, we'll start with the Chucks. So so why don't we start with Chuck Falloway, played by Steve? How are you today? Hello, I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. And why don't you tell us a little bit about Chuck Falloway? <laughs> Uh, Chuck Falloway is a uh, born and bred Canadian. Uh, he spent some time in the Canadian military as a sharpshooter, uh, now retired, has a uh, beautiful wife and beautiful children, and has been called away to adventure in this uh, crazy exotic land of... <laughs> <laughs> Known as England. This exotic England. land. This England! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> And to our other, this is Charlie, and this is Charlie Calloway, CC. So we got CF and CC. Uh, how is Charlie Fa- uh, Calloway doing tonight, Amanda? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I swear they did it to me on purpose. Charlie is doing okay. Uh, feeling pretty good off of, uh, coming off of his victory in the bar. Um, <laughs> um, he is served in World War One. He's moved up the ranks in the Army and is in danger. And doesn't he's from Virginia, nice southern gentleman, doesn't really seem to have a lot of interest in returning. Um, that's pretty much it. Southern gentleman yeah. putting money on the table, <laughs> trying to trying to uh out Sid Sidney Poulter. That's uh, interesting, yeah. He's been in the military for a long time, <laughs> so he speaks like a gentleman, but he's a rogue, yeah. He's a rake, <laughs> he's a sailor. <laughs> I may look army. Army on the streets, sailor in the sheets. <laughs> there we go. So, and speaking of uh, our uh, Sydney Poulter, Sydney is played by Joel, as you many of you may know from Cthulhu and Cairo. He's joined us here on Operation Poltergeist. And uh, how is Joel today? Uh, Joel is uh, raring and ready to go, ready to go. And uh, Sydney's right in the back pocket, ready to come out for action. <laughs> Sydney, Sydney's almost there. Uh, okay, and we're we're looking forward to that. So I can't wait to see what Sid does with the latest horrors that he's going to have to face. Uh, that's good. that should be a lot of fun. And uh, last but not least, definitely not last but not least, Brian Hicks, who is playing uh, Yonish. And Brian, do the last name for me because you're killing me on it. But I can it, I love all the vowels and consonants. What is the how do you say the last name, sir? Ishton Hedgy. Ishton Ishton Hedgy. And how are you today? And how is uh, Yonish doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, Giannis is doing well. He's ready to uh, move forward and see what we find at the uh, manor house. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, so, team, just for a recap, um, what did we learn? Uh, we know that there was uh, – Giannis, do you want to go over some of the things you discovered in the bar real quick for our listeners? Because it's been two weeks. We can just give them a quick heads up. Uh, there was some things that you were able to ply out of the gentleman you were having drinks with. What did you come up with? I uh, – focus my efforts on playing the barkeep. Uh, mm-hmm. I would have been about the age of uh, our target's uh, father. Uh, we're actually going after, I, sh- I shouldn't say our target, but uh, the fellow that we're interested in, his mother married right. a much older gentleman. That's correct. And so I was interested in his background, so I found the 
sought the barkeep out, who's probably the same age as his father. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I discovered is our young son was quite the charmer with the women in the village. Not just the young girls, but a few mothers as well fell under his sway. And that seems to have caused a lot of issues within the village. But because of their prestige and wealth, not much could be done about it. And uh, he is not well thought of. Uh, it seemed to be some hint of some something going on that gave him the ability to charm so effectively. So uh, first indication of what we may be dealing with, uh, some powers beyond rationale. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see if Charlie can get that bottled uh, and then use it around the, the rest of, like, France. You know what? I think it's time for a long weekend in France. <laughs> hit me, Eric. What do you Hit me with that magic, that juju. <laughs> All right. And, Sid, what did you and uh, if you if you wanted to go ahead, the two of you, uh, you and Charlie, uh, discover while you're in the bar. I know that you were speaking to ladies at a table, a mother and uh, daughter situation. Uh, I think we got the information about Ainsworth being on the uh, being at the house. I believe was the deal. Was that us? I think. Yeah, that uh, Ainsworth was there with Eunice. That Eunice was being kept in the basement, I believe, and, or at least that was the idea: is that she's being kept uh, against her will somewhere in in the house, um, and that Ainsworth, I guess, is the housekeeper, the house manager, likely something else. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Uh, and yes, you are right. The, the rumors that you had from the conversation with the ladies and the ladies also indicated that uh, Eric had been right. well known to them as well. Right. Yeah. That yeah. kind of came up, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been betting the herd basically. <laughs> Listen, you know, there's always, you just bring one, one guy in for the whole, the whole sheep flock and, and that's pretty much how it's supposed to work. I mean, you know, somebody's got to be an alpha. And Chuck, uh, you had, you were, I know you're watching a lot of what was going on because it was, you, you were fascinated really with the mating rituals. It was, uh, it was quite the, quite the show. Quite the show, dear. <laughs> the mating rituals of ex-military people are quite fascinating. <laughs> a little terrifying, if I can be honest with you. I don't think my wife would much appreciate the way they reacted over there. Oh, no, uh, there she is. Oh, there she is. Beautiful woman. Remind me of her name so I can so I can somehow have her kidnapped. Oh, later. I'm gonna have to remind what? myself. Just a moment. Um. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll find it. But I love I love spouses, kids, anything I can get my hands on to sort of just build tension later well, on. That would be my that would be my lovely Bess Falloway. Bess Falloway. There it is. Lovely Bess Bessie. That's right. That's only right, only I, I can call her Bessie. Okay, Mister. That's bedroom talk. All right. So, all right. so Bessie is Bessie. You know, if, if you're a woman and you're named Bess, and somehow you're listening Cthulhu and Cairo, you're welcome. and I just indicated, you're welcome, and I just indicated that your, your, your mate refers to you as Bessie, I do apologize. That probably doesn't sound as, as sensual as it may come across at, at Pillow Talk. Um, oh, don't knock right. until you tried it. There you go. Oh, my God. Uh, all right, so let me uh, show the players again where they are. They are in Lindis Farnay or Lindis Farn. Uh, I said it once just for the person who corrected me in case I'm in case they are somehow right. Uh, you can see the, the the small little community of people 
it seems like the Marstons pretty much own rights to most of the land. Maybe one or two buildings here, they you know have been bought away from them or gifted as uh, to presents or something to families generations ago. But for the most part, the Marstons own mo- any part of the island that is not protected by the British government. They've got the rest of it. Uh, you know, the just the, the abbey itself is what's left uh, as a protected national treasure. But they've got the rest of it to give to themselves. So you're going to make your way out of town. It is getting, it is later. It's probably like 7.30. It's almost 8 o'clock at night. The sun is definitely starting to go down. It's already down because of the time of year it is. Because we're just in January of 1932. And uh, you make your way towards the approach. Let me show you what the Marston house looks like here. So the Marston house is not nearly as huge or large as you might think. It looks something like this. It does have... uh, does have somewhat of a creep factor. It's two stories, has a small tower off the side of it. And um, it's, it, I mean, it's it's not tiny by British standards. It's not like a, a cottage, but to call it, you know, massive, it's not. It, it probably, you know, maybe four or five bedrooms. It does have some addition probably where the cooking is being done off the left, uh, the, as you face the building, the right-hand side. Like I said, it does seem to have some sort of a an edifice or tower that kind of goes off of the right. Looks like that probably was done for cosmetic purposes. You don't think the building's quite that old. But uh, it definitely get, lends a feel to something from the Abbey or from that period of time, that medieval history. And um, there is a light on upstairs, but the rest of the house appears entirely dark as you make your approach. Okay. Well, first thing first thing I would keep an eye out for with my profession is if there's any any good vantage points I could see the house from from a good distance. Okay. Um, the street, yeah, the street comes up. Uh, it kind of rises between some knolls, grassy knolls and hills. Uh, if you step back off the road, you can climb up into another knoll that, that if you if you turned, you'll see the ocean behind you, sure. but and have an advantage point of the house itself. Uh, if you're looking to, oh, are you looking to like provide cover for them as they make an approach to the door? Absolutely. And I, you know, I love shooting people from a grassy knoll. That's kind of my thing. <laughs> years later I'll, I'll take to that in my 60s and just, yeah i'll okay. always be doing that that's you know i'll always be doing that that's that's big that's reader Canadian of books right are we chuck big reader of books <laughs> oh you know it you know there's a lot of time a lot of spare time you get when you're when you're waiting for a mark um yeah Good so forward. i will I'll, I'll i'll tell everyone hey guys i'm gonna i'm gonna go uh, keep overwatch up there uh if you don't if you don't mind my doing so cover your asses so to speak Excellent. Anybody have a problem with that, Charlie? You're kind of the ranking officer of, as military things go. Any worries about uh, sending the Canuck off by himself onto the grassy knoll, splitting the party so soon? <laughs> well, I mean, he's yes. We're not really splitting. We can see him, right? He's not. Uh... I, I don't know, Chuck. Are, <laughs> yeah, I think you know he's there. I don't know if you if he's yeah. seen that kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> I'd say um, I, I probably have like a little mirror on me or something for signaling people in the night. Mm-hmm. That seems like the sort of thing a sharpshooter back in the day would have. Okay. I can see this going horribly wrong. I'm sorry. Did we say it was going to be one one flashes for yes or two flashes for no? I don't recall. Okay, okay listen. It's one for yes, two for no. That's what we're doing. Don't, no one get it mixed up. One yes, two no. Everything is going to be fine. Absolutely nothing can possibly go wrong. Here right. What about if it's clear, it's not clear? So it's clear one and not clear is two. All right. Yeah. I, no mean, I, could, I, All could, right. I guess I could repeat myself, but if I do, would do one flash for yes and then another flash just to clarify yes, that might... <laughs> 
that might be a little yeah, confusing, you know. That sounds a negative all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna Chuck's gonna head his way up into the onto the hill into that that kind of grass that grows between sand and beach, right? A uh, sand and knoll, right? The um, I don't want to call it swamp grass, but it's that just crappy looking <laughs> like brownish green stuff that kind of sits there, especially at this time of year because it's getting so cold. But you're able to get down, hunker down in it, and lay your body at the back end of the hill, you know, on the, on the downside of the hill, and your gun on the top of it. And uh, you get a good beat on the door. They're still about 100 yards away by the time you, you get them in sight. But you look like Jane Cobb, you know, from, from Firefly up there on the hill trying to be nice and quiet. I love it. I feel uh, right at home. <laughs> there you go. Jane's down there. Uh, all right. So who's making the approach? Who's uh, we walking up as a group? How do we want to approach this? Not really sure. I mean, it's nighttime. It's not going to be an appropriate time to actually go visiting. So it's an interesting. Well, it's not that late. It's, I mean, it's not after nine. It's, and, and remember, in, in Europe, it, the people probably don't even eat till 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night. I mean, it's just that there's a superior being any lights on. So so what do we want our game plan to be, I guess? That's, the, yeah, or, that's what I was yeah. going to ask. What is, our pre, what is our pretense for for the approach? What are, what are we saying we're doing there? I mean, are we just going in guns blazing, or are we trying to... Well, we, took, we, we talked about... Old Ainsworth is going to be like... <laughs> We talked about saying something about being with the um, uh, uh, Department of Genealogy or something like that, didn't it? That we were looking into the history of the island and uh, the family and the ultimate ownership. Isn't that something that we – I believe that's something we talked about last That week. got kicked around, and I believe uh, that got kicked around. I think Brian was also – or somebody mentioned being honest might not be such a bad thing. Like, listen, we think Eric's into some pretty dubious shit. We, we, we need your help. <laughs> You're a British citizen. We'd like to get a hold of your son. Please don't make me – you know. I think we were also, we had also talked about offering her protection, you know, getting her off of the, off of the island. Yeah. And I I also recall um, us bringing up the possibility of calling in a favor and saying, hey, we know that if you leave the island, the government will repossess your things. We might make sure they end up back in your hands. Yeah. uh, Might be the best suit and offer like chuck says perhaps we can get a deal from the government that way we don't have to the three or four of us don't have to try and build on a fake story and end up fumbling ourselves no that's that's not a bad idea that's not a bad idea at all um how how good is your english Yonish? oh it's excellent okay uh, well, do you do you want it since uh I know from past experience that Sid is not really great in these sort of situations. <laughs> what? Sid will fumble his way through the door, make a mistake, and then accidentally hit somebody with the butt of a gun. Um, just, you... just for future knowledge, I am multilingual. Okay, uh, so so I'm going to nominate Yonish to be the first guy through the through the door that that says this. What about okay. your your reason your reason skill? Is that attribute? Is it? Relatively, I've got, uh, I've got some pretty remarkable charm and persuasion skills. Yeah, I do too. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll... So the two of you should probably be on the approach. Yeah, <laughs> Sid. So you're just going to be hanging back like like the like the gigantic mustache that you are. Uh, are you you're just you're just there <laughs> the lanky like mustache? Um, or are you going to be taking? You're going to walk the grounds maybe a little bit, see what else is out there. That's not a bad idea either. Uh, if Chuck wants to go around one way around, I can go around the other way. We can sort of meet, do like sort of a perimeter thing and then say, okay, we'll meet, I don't know, so so many feet away from the house where we think it's, you know, 
uh, meet up there and recap and see what we found. Um, which way do you want to go around? Is that cool with you, Chuck? Yeah, absolutely. And and while while I'm at it, while I'm uh, scouting the perimeter, I'm going to be keeping an eye out for things such as um, escape routes if they have like you know a car or a nearby right. a nearby boat moored. Um, mm-hmm. Looking for uh, points of entry for um, a third party uh, or reinforcements, um, and uh, maybe keep an eye on some windows see if I see any lit windows and movement within. You are, I mean, you, you for your current job though, you're a ranger, right? A forest ranger at some point. Yeah, is that right, Chuck? I was previously. Th- these a moose are somewhat militant. I was, I was I previously a military <laughs> sharpshooter. So. These are the most militant moose I've ever heard about. I mean, uh, those God. mooses, they're they're they're, they're everywhere. They're cunning, you know. They're clever. Uh, yeah. they're clever <laughs> yes. But you are a sharpshooter, so absolutely, yeah. this is all part of your part and parcel of how you operate. Yeah. Uh, so, Sid, the, the let's say the house. Uh, no, I'm sorry. The house faces out to sea. So the house faces out to sea, which would be east. So then we would, so, we're on the front of the house or the back of the house right now? Chuck's at the front on a knoll uh, right where the where the sand starts to come in and becomes grasslands. So he's about, you know, 75 to 100 yards off the door. Okay. If you're going to – if you want to leave him in position until everybody gets inside and then the two of you can swing, you know, north-south. Yeah, yeah. That's building, one thing. That's we'll, we'll go north-south around and then meet to the – it would be the west of the house uh, toward, the back end towards where the, the gardens, sound, maybe. right? Yeah, towards the sound. Yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's that's fine. So you want you trade you want to you want to go south and around, Chuck? Yeah, sure, sounds good to me. Side with the, the tower, All right? And then I'll go north and around uh, the side with the Jonas, kitchen. Jonas, you wanted to say something? Yes, Sydney. Before you, once you have finished your walkabout, please come knock on the front door. I will prep them that we have others joining us shortly. Understood. So Understood, mate. We'll be there. We'll be there. Without being a shock to them. Yeah. We have two men campusing the grounds as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to be thoroughly honest. <laughs> All right. So the doorbell goes off. Or actually, back then, those kind of homes were bells. Shing, 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 whatever it was. Something similar to the Reese estate when they tried pressing that when, when Port Faye went south side. Uh, the light upstairs kind of glows and fades for a second. And then you see the light pass to the next window. And then the light passes to the final window, and on the very on the third floor, you see lights glow slowly to the second level. This person was obviously all the way up top, and they're not using electrical power; they're using a lantern. And there, he's kind of he comes all, and it takes like three minutes for him to get to you, even though it's not a big house. Opens the door, and uh, <clears throat> hello, hello, sir. With whom am I addressing? My name is Ainsworth, sir. I am the groundskeeper and home butler for the Lady Marston. Can I help you? Yes. We are from the home office from the government, and we have some important business with Miss Marston. Give me an insight and observation role. Both of you, please. Looking for at least one success. Still getting used to this. Yep, yep oh, no worries. Uh, yeah, I, I got one success. Awesome. Just one? Because, uh, yeah, the momentum's full right now at five. You can't go any higher than that. But if you needed to borrow some or if somebody felt they wanted to add it, don't forget, you can always tell me you want to use momentum before a roll. But uh, how'd you make out, Charlie? I did, I did not get any successes. Okay, you didn't roll lower than your number on either die. I did not. Okay. All right, so, Yonish, um, 
even by this pale light of a lantern, a, a hand lantern, and it's it's ornate. It's not like just a storm lantern you would see like on a you know on a fishing boat, boat or you know a, a long boat out to sea. This is an actual fairly ornate, older style antique lantern. But even by this creepy light coming through this leaded glass, you notice the man's color goes away, like his face. He's like, um, "I'm sorry, sir. She has retired for the evening, and her instructions are always not to be bothered." I uh, I could ask you to please make yourself known to us and present yourself and your colleague tomorrow, maybe post nine. Um, I have something called identity documents. That's part of yep. my ability to cover my identity. Um, so I'm curious if we could use that as a form of identification for ourselves. Um, to Absolutely. Give ourselves some more validity. So um, I'm going to put that up and say, you know, I'm sorry, sir, but uh, we really must insist. Yes, the needs of the government, I'm afraid, supersede the inconvenience of uh, Miss Marston for this afternoon. Um, very, very well. Um, if you would please enter and um, I will, I will. You see him look up. There's a clock clicking right there it's just ticking away and he looks up at the clock and he looks at you and he says as long as it will not take long she she's frail sir um if she must she must be down by 10 no later please and he opens the door and lets you step into the vestibule oh please be aware sir that we have two others joining us shortly they're still coming up from the village tonight yes they should be here very shortly oh we have plenty of time to Take care of our business with Miss Marston before 10. Very well, very well. Please, let me... And he shuts the door, and he, he's got to be in his mid to late 70s, and he has that beautiful countenance that the English always keep when they get over 50, you know, where they just, <laughs> just look like they've lived 40 years longer than they actually have, or they've smoked a ton of camel cigarettes, no filters, um, and they put them out on their head. Like, he just repeatedly. Just, he just has that pallor, that look. But even with that, he doesn't look like good you do also notice light switches and electrical lines going up the wall so there is a light switch in the vestibule but he makes no motion to go towards it um okay so he says if you'll just give me a moment i'll get the keys I'll just get keys? The keys i'm sorry the keys to the basement i have to get the keys to the basement where's miss marston is she not in her suite he just starts walking down. He says, the basement. She's in the basement. Should I, should I just try to flip on one of these lights? Yeah, that sure. Sure, it's a natural thing to do. I'm in, I'll so do you that. flip on yeah. the light? No! He turns and the light lights up. Chuck, outside, you're sitting in your position. You see Sid starting to make his northernly... He's making his run and drops, run and drops. You're about ready to move and you see the light come on in the lower level and then you see it snap off. Ainsworth moved with a preternatural speed of an eight of a seventy-five-year-old man. Like you're like, and it took all of his energy. But he runs over and he snaps the lights off. And he goes, "What are you doing? You are guests. Please just wait here. Please." My I'm gonna apologies, use, sir. I'm gonna use one of my talents, subtle cues, as he does this, to see if I can detect some. Uh, 
unspoken intention of him on wanting the electricity out. I mean, it's similar to making a psychology role. In sure. Cthulhu. Uh, All right. Go ahead. Give me a give me a role. All right. You're looking for let's let's call that. It's subtle cues. It's under my persuasion. Uh, let's call that two successes. I got one success with just the two die rolls. Ah, bummer. Not okay, two, just one. Um, you're not sure what's what's causing him to what caused him to react so nervously, but yeah, something that was absolutely not what he was expecting you to do, and um, you can, I mean, both of you can tell he's very agitated by that. What's very, his, very agitated. His physical reaction out of character for someone that looks as frail and old as him. Oh yeah, he's huffing. It definitely took. It was like, and it's it's a it's not just the. I mean, he only moved maybe. 15, 18 feet. I mean, elderly people, if they need to get their move on with a truck coming, they can try to get their move on, right? I mean, it's amazing what you can do with a hurricane a hurricane, and a little bit of a little will. But at this guy, he moved fast, and he went for that switch, and he just immediately snapped it off. That, he wanted... That brief that... little light show, uh, it was weird enough uh, that it's making me think it'd be prudent to, to hasten my way down there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rush a little more to meet up with Sid a little quicker. Oh, so you're gonna you're making your your circle south and around to the back a little quicker. That's right. Okay, so both of you go ahead and give me a, a insight. We'll do that real quick. We'll do an insight and observation roll, and you're gonna need two successes on that. Does anybody want to buy an extra twenty? Uh, sure, I could. I'll do that. Okay. I was going to ask if, in the brief time that the light was on, if I was able to see anything around the room. It was a, a normal entry hall to a manor house, um, white painted, wall, you know, white walls. Some uh, they had like a chair rail molding and, and some uh, older looking um, paneling. There was a little chair for someone to sit if they were if they came in and they were, you know, there's a umbrella stand. But it's a long haul. You really didn't catch much of it. Okay. That was anybody a, make his two successes. That was three successes on my end. Look at you! You got your momentum back. How about you? Sid? I made one success. All right, so Chuck, on your side, uh, even though you're moving with a little bit more rapidity, you're trying to get around quickly, you're seeing that you set catch something as soon as you start moving behind you. Like, you get up and you're, you're, you're walking along the sand. There's definitely footprints that approach and leave the home, and they're still there, and you don't know. I mean, wind's been blowing today, everything else, so you're thinking, I don't remember if it rained, right, a lot, but... So, They're older, but I don't know how old. So approaching the, the household and then leaving? Yep, by the way of the ocean. Okay. Um, all right, I will I will note that and uh, and uh, jog towards Sid. Okay, so let me get the ground floor up for everybody, and I will bring the players over here so they can see exactly what we're looking at. Okay, so you've entered into the vestibule. There's a statuary. This is that's a round thing directly ahead of you by about 50. These are, I think, five foot tiles uh, there's a sitting room and a gallery on the one side reading room but you have just you see doors alongside of you uh he has gone in deeper in past this statue statue from the, because it's dark and now he's leaving you in darkness right you have no other light source unless you brought something in your pack or in your a pocket like a small little torch you know a, a flashlight he's actually as he, the light's walking away it's casting you into total darkness in the house does anybody have anything like that that they put as part of their uh, or feels that they would have it in their field kit? And are you carrying your whole pack with you? I guess that's really the question. 
Yeah, that's it. I have an electric torch, but uh, that would be in my satchel, which I should should still be carrying. Okay, so we, you can, if you want to dig for it, uh, Giannis, you could do that. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll pull it out and light it. And I'm, I'm thinking about, uh, I'm listening. Do we hear him open another door somewhere? Or does uh, he? You do close? further down. Yep, you do. Does that door close behind him? It does not. Charlie, what do you think? Want to flip the light on again? Yeah, absolutely. Harder, but... All right, so. Charlie reaches over into her American. I mean, it's an American thing, right? Like, I'm sorry I did that. Let me just do that again. Like, (laughs) was that wrong? (laughs) Click. I know I apologized once, so we're all even, right? I can do this again. And you just snap the light back on, and from somewhere in the house, ah, you hear this? Like, what in the fuck are you doing? Um, and you hear the sound of key. You know, some uh, like a ring of keys like you would see in like a Frankenstein film is in this guy's other hand as he's walking as fast as he can. He's like, extinguish it! Put it out! Do you... But you can see now the statue. The statue is incredibly explicit. It's it, it's not carved. It's, it looks like it was done like in clay or and molded, but and then you know either hardened like self drying clay or something. It it doesn't appear to be chiseled from stone because if it was, it's very rough. It it's it's you know it's that kind of sculpturary with uh, sculpture that you know doesn't look quite finished but gives form. You know it's not beautiful like a Romanesque thing or Greek, but it is exceptionally explicit. Like the pastor would walk in here and just go, oh my god. And, and have to run outside. It's it's graphic, but, you know, of, of a man and a woman in in Quidditch. stages of... Right. right, right, right. So, all right, so Charlie, you do see, you hear him yell and be agitated, then you see him emerge from off to your right, from what appears like the way the map is labeled, is like a room here, the trophy room, and uh, I think I can actually show you his positions, like, coming from here, and now it's here, you know, when he's, he's yelling, turn it off! Do you flip it off, or do you leave it on? Um, I'll say, you know, uh, yes, sir. Just as soon as you return with a legitimate light source, I'll be happy to extinguish this one. (laughs) Jonas, do you quickly snap, snap your torch off? (laughs) I'm going to yell at him. Stop. It is government business. We must be able to see what we are about. Um, I'd also like to ask, uh, Jonas if he wants to check the statue out while the, um, Ainsworth is away see if there's anything weird going on with it right so now ainsworth is there he again he's moving what are you doing like turn it off turn it off and and making his way and he's just trying to get back to you as quickly as possible so if you went over and started you know sizing up the statue which you can do you'd just be doing it in front of him oh Oh, i'm gonna do it in front of him i'll i'll uh well this is fascinating Unusual. Are you the sculptor, Mr. Ainsworth? No, sir. Master Marston did that when he was 11. Sir, I've come back with your light. You can turn off the electricity now. When he was 11? Yes. A gifted child. Oh, very gifted, I would say. Good, sir. If you could please retrieve the lady, we could get our business taken care of and be on our way. I'll bring you to her. Is it always the way of the government to invade the privacy of lords and ladies, people of noble birth and lineage to come in? 
uh, touch yes. things and, and, and yes, disrupt sir. their lives? It is. If you could get the lady, please. <laughs> it, it is. Oh, that's awesome. Of course it is. We're the government. He says, I will bring you to her. It would not be safe to let... Just please follow me. What is the harm with illumination? Does it attract wolves from the hinterland? <laughs> there, are, there are things. There are things that is also. Things. Many things that. That hate the light. Please follow me. 